now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. Next Storyteller. Our next Storyteller. This next Storyteller. Our next Storyteller. Welcome to the Narrator's Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrator's, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. The show takes place on the third Wednesday of every month at the Buntport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Here's something you should know about the Narrator's. For the regular monthly shows, we almost never edit our storytellers. If someone asks for help, sure, we gladly give them feedback, but we try very hard to avoid meddling too much. Too much editing and everyone starts to sound the same. Too much coaching can twist a story into something that's, well, too slick. Structure is perfect and the audience is impressed, but the story feels disconnected from the storyteller. We want folks to share their truths in their own voice, in their own style, from their own hearts and minds. Personally, I think this is one of the things that makes the narrators so special. But that means every month we've got to take a giant leap of faith, because we never really know what folks are going to say when they get behind the microphone. Sometimes we have to trust total strangers. Heck, we have to trust unpredictable friends and mercurial artists, too. It's a gamble every month. And with only a handful of exceptions, we've been really lucky and hit the jackpot again and again and again. This week's story started as one of those gambles. Matiba Chopa sent us a message on Facebook back in March. She said that she was from South Africa and would only be visiting Denver for two months. She'd attended one of our live shows and wanted to share a story of her own. Her message was a little scattered, but her enthusiasm shined through all the typos. Man, I'm so glad that we trusted the process and embraced the mystery. Matiba has decided to stay in Denver and these days is working with the Flowbots as a call-and-response song leader for their project called No Enemies, a gig that she discovered through a collaborative performance with the narrators at the Denver Art Museum. Today's story was recorded live on April 15th, 2015, and the theme of the evening was The Flame. Wow, anybody from South Africa? That's really sad. Um, anyone from Denver? <laughs> that's good, that's good. Um, my name is Matiba. Oh, this is just too high for me. Not high, high, the high that you guys know in Denver. Um, um, I, my name is Matiba Hoba. This is just too much, like the light and everything. Um, my name is Matiba Hoba from South Africa, and this is my first time in Denver doing this Hey have to try anything. I just graduated from college in New Hampshire, if you guys know what New Hampshire is. Really great place. Um, so growing up in South Africa was more like, um, like a family. Life happened. You wake up in the morning and then you have to go to, you know, like go and fetch wood in the mountain and then go and fetch water in the river and stuff like that. You, you didn't even have to know what time it was. Like, we didn't care that much about time. It was a village. You will grow, go up and go up. You'll wake up in the morning and then just do stuff. Like, you know, sometimes you'll be outside and it'll start raining. And then you'll just go to a neighbor, like some of your neighbor, and then the nearby house and then just stay. And then, you know stay there that's how it was so like it was just a village so i came in south africa i don't know if you guys know the peace corps volunteers um if you know peace corps volunteers if you're familiar with in 2003 brooke bender actually she's here today in the audience um 
she was the first white person to come and stay in our village. It was a big deal because like in our village, um, we didn't have white people living in our village. It was just a village that um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with apartheid, that, you know, black people were kind of segregated, segregated. And then I was a baby culture. And then we have uh, 11 official languages. I speak five of them, which is great. Uh, so it was it was it was just an amazing, you know, life and stuff like that. So um, when Brooke came to South Africa, I wanted to be her friend. I was always with her and then we always did like some great stuff together. But after two years when she left from South Africa, a couple from New Hampshire came to South Africa and then um, my elementary school actually came asked me if I wanted to be their language tutor. This girl doesn't know English, but I just like the idea of like teaching Americans how to speak my language. It was a big deal. So I said, sure, I'll do it. So I started teaching them uh, my home language, but I was really bad at it. And they realized that and they started helping me with English and, you know, physics and stuff like that. And I really became really good. I was uh, top one at my school. And then after they left, after two years, they took me to one of the top schools. They got a scholarship from Laconia to one of the top schools in uh, South Africa, which was Northern Academy. And I graduated from Northern Academy. And after that, they asked me if I wanted to go to America. Yes, America. Like, I don't know if you guys know the song, I like to be in America. So, like, when I heard that, I was like, yes, I want to go to America. Take me to America. So, um, they said, oh, so you have to come to America by yourself. I'm this village girl. I'm rural. I don't know if you guys know what rural is. I'm rural girl from South Africa. Like, you don't know what elevators is. Like, you guys grow up and then, like, you're used to elevators and stuff like that. I don't know those things. Like, being in a car or something like that, it's a big deal. Like, so if, like, tomorrow I'm going to be in a car or something like that, like, I have to dress up. Like, I have to take a shower. I'm going to be in a car. Like, it's a big deal. So, um... Here I am, uh, here I am, this girl, Africa. I'm going to America. I've never been to the plane before. Like, I've never, I've never done that, but I'm so excited. It's like, I'm going to America. And then part of it is like, I don't know you guys, you guys know this. If you have, like, if your family member is living, like, going to a different country, you're going to have a farewell and invite your grandparents and whatever. You're going to invite everybody. But when I left, it was so interesting because, like, my mom's like, okay, go, like, okay. I was like, okay, going to America. And my siblings too, they were like, just, okay, like, say bye. It wasn't like, it, people didn't even realize that I was going to America. Like, I might see Beyonce. Like, they didn't get that. <laughs> they didn't get that. So, this is Matiba. I'm in a plane, first time in a plane. And then, um, so... Like I said, English was really, I didn't understand English at all. So I got to the plane and um, sat this next to this um, beautiful guy. He was really hot uh, from Bulgaria. So I'm sitting next to this guy from Bulgaria. And then I was so, you know, like when you go to New York and then you get there, you can say, you can tell who's a tourist and you can tell who lives there. Because like people that, you know, that lives there, they'll be walking down and then tourists were like, wow. Look at the building. Like, you know, they're just looking around. And then here I am, I got to the plane. I was like, whoa, TVs next to each other. Like, this is a big deal. Like, I'm looking like this is great. So I've got mine in front of me. And then um, I don't really know how to connect this thing. But uh, I kind of had to look like, you know, cool in front of my Bulgarian guy. So the whole time 
I'm just sitting and I'm just looking what he's doing, what he's doing, and after a while I was able to see. And then after a while I just heard, doom, attention ladies and gentlemen, you're about to fly to Doha. And I was like, okay. Um, first of all, I didn't understand, you know, the accent. You know, like when you go to a different country and you're still learning English, the accent can really throw you back, like off. And then so I'm sitting there and then I'm looking, uh, I'm listening to what this woman is saying, but really I don't understand the whole emergency part. But if you look at the screen you can tell that okay this is exactly what's going to happen but in my mind I didn't understand the emergency part so I'm sitting there and I see like people like landing in the water I was like wait this is not what I signed up for <laughs> the whole time I'm like um, my host family didn't tell me that we're going to be landing in the water and then they know exactly that I can't swim what kind of so like the whole time I'm looking like okay this is just not going to work I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get my phone to tell my mom, like, you know, I might die. So I'm looking at my phone and then, you know, like, I had the cheapest phone ever. And then, uh, you know, like, the lid was not working, so I kind of had to put a tape at the back. And then, like, some of the buttons were not working, so I kind of had to use, like, a stick to poke them. Um, but I was going to America. I needed to upgrade that, so I was using a pen instead. So here I am. Trying to call and then no service. I was like, okay, this is not just good. But I still wanted to look cool. So I was like, you know what? This is a test. I'm going to America. And then I don't know if I can swim or whatever. We'll just figure it out. So... So I'm sitting there, and then I used to be, like, really, like, religious. Like, I'm the one who, will, if you come to me and say, oh, I have a problem, I was like, did you talk to Jesus first? Did you let him your problem about your problem? I was that kind of person. So um, I'm sitting there, and I was like, Jesus, this is your time to shine in me. Like, make me walk on water. Let's get there. And then just, like, I don't know. But at the same time, I was like, I've been a good girl. I've been doing great and stuff like that. You know, I might, like, if I die, I think this is the time. This, my time is ready. And I was 17 years old. I was like, this might be my time. So um, I, I figured, like, you know, if I'm going to die and then I have this time, I don't, uh, six hours to Doha, I might as well just write a letter to my mom and tell her how much I love her. So here I am writing a letter, mom, you know. And I'm so emotional because I might die. So I'm writing a letter. I'm like... Mom, you know, like, you've been a great person to me, and I love you so much. I'm writing, I'm writing, and I figure that, you know, uh, if I'm going to die, like, at this, I might as well, like, how, like, if I have a paper, this paper might not work. I was thinking, uh, maybe if I put it in my mouth, um, you know, like, they will find it. My mom will be able to find the letter. So, like, the plan was to have the, the letter in my mouth. And then after a while... After a while, I'm sitting there, and then I was, I was thinking that this is a big deal. So um, I, don't know if, I don't know how to pronounce this, guys. You're going to help me. The turbulence, turbulence, turbulence. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, turb. Okay, yeah. Turbulence. Oh, out of the blue, like, I started having, like, uh, I'm in a plane. Uh, the turbulence started. And I was like, wow, it might not even be the water. Like, I might just die now. I saw, like, people, like, uh, you know, like, you know, people were relaxed and stuff like that. Like, people started, you know, really being scared. I was like, whoa, if people who are really cool about it and they're so scared, where am I? So I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to wait for free fall. This might be it. So, like, the turbulence, like, the plane is going up and down. I was like, whoa, this is really crazy. So out of the blue, um, the turbulence stopped, and then I didn't die. That was great. So, um, 
we about to we about to land and then you know like when you're about to land you could see the water i was like this this is the story i was talking about this is this might be it so i just hold myself and then i still wanted to look cool but really and then i'm wondering like why why people not taking out their stuff to like we're about to land why are people like not doing anything but i was like okay like letting part of it is like i don't know how to ask questions like i don't know if i will say excuse me or like hey like i have a problem here like i didn't even know so i just said, said then i was like god this is your moment like this is your time to shine like i was literally thinking that i was going to walk on water or something like that so um we we landed and i didn't die that was great <laughs> we landed i didn't die and then um so here i am in doha i have my boots on my jacket and everything it's 105 degrees and then i'm sweating and then i'm still traumatized by the fact that i nearly died so i'm walking like i don't know where i'm going i have 45 minutes to go to my next flight which was like in doha in to from doha to london so i'm just walking and then uh, for some reason i was just tired and then for some reason i want to give up i was like you know what this trip is not is i'm just going to stay right here in doha like i can't do it so um I'm in Doha and then uh like this security guy just saw that this girl is seems like is lost or something like that and he came to me he started talking to me the accent I really didn't understand what he was talking about and after a while he just realized that this person does not speak English and then he asked me what language I sp- I spoke and then I tried like Zulu Siberian and they're like what is that like nobody was going to help me so uh after a while they just maybe thought that like a 17 year old girl from Africa maybe that might be trafficking or something so like they started asking me questions they started asking me questions like uh so are you like did you kill somebody like you know like those questions and then i was like I was like no 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 and then they asked me this one they said are you a terrorist like before i came to america um my host family were trying to get me a tourist visa and then obviously obviously i knew this one yes i'm a terrorist and then everybody just looked at me like it was a big deal like everybody was just looking and then the whole time i'm looking like why you guys like just help me like what's the matter and then because of my phone my phone that had like tape at the back and then like the buttons were not working like they took it and put it in a box and like they started searching me like i became a big deal there like everybody was just like excuse me excuse me i was like okay uh okay the whole time i have no idea what's going on and i'm just just chilling like okay whatever um after a while they like i was detained in Lund- in doha for like i think 4 hours and after a while they they realized that i was not a terrorist or whatever and then uh they let me go but like the whole time like everybody was just checking me like they had to do recheck of like oh just look at her just look if she might do something but it was really interesting um I bet like after some of you are sitting there like thinking so what does this connect to the flame and stuff like that. Okay, I <coughs> So um I looked at the flame online and then it was um it says it was a hot glow of um ignited of ignited gas that is generated by um by that is generated on on fire. And then um I look at coming to America as um one of the first step obviously i didn't understand english i didn't understand anything it was it was hot it was intense everything was so difficult and i look at coming to america just like the flame the flame has the ability to give like you know 
we use the flame for for warmth. We use it for food and stuff like that. And I look at coming to America as um, one of the most important thing because, like you know, I have families. You know, I I learn a different culture. I have two worlds, and then it, I think is the most important part. And then um, just like you know, just coming to America, I was able to receive one of the most important thing, which was education. But you know, the flame too has the ability to to destroy, can destroy like a home, it can kill people and stuff like that and I look at that that you know coming to America of course in the process of receiving education and learning different culture I was also I kind of disconnected from a village that I knew very well like uh, South Africa and then like not being able to be with my family and stuff like that so it was more like sacrificing like some of the most important part getting education and also losing a village that I kind of knew very well thank you Thank you, Matiba. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Aaron Rollman, Mary Robertson, and me, Ron Doyle. I produce and record the podcast with engineering assistance by Josh Johnson. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. The Narrators podcast is brought to you by these amazing sponsors. The great guys at Illegal Pete's and Greater Than Records, who in addition to providing rad burritos all over town, provide great local music and comedy. The next time you need a photographer, remember From the Hip Photo. You can learn more about their honest and unforgettable service at fromthehipphoto.com. Check out the appropriately named Sexy Pizza on their website, sexypizzaonline.com. And finally, by Breckenridge Brewery, making balanced, approachable, and interesting handcrafted beers in Colorado for over 25 years. Check them out at breckbrew.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or on your favorite mobile podcatcher. For more information and to find past episodes, visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. Matiba, my mom is so afraid of flying, and she flies all the time, but she thinks that if she stands up on the plane, she'll tip it out of balance. And she speaks perfect English. Like, she, like, it's, I don't know why she thinks that, but, you know, that just goes to show you. She's a crazy person.